Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. Broadcasting from Molly's Gaming and Spirits, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone has never watched wrestling. I don't know why I'm doing it angry. It's introduced to its most notable matches. And secondly... As a window into the mind of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the maitre d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the fabulous fart fanboy, flying Ryan Murphy. How's it going, Ryan? It's good. It's good. And I appreciate the shout out to Molly's. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been back to Molly's gaming and spirits since your last? I have not, but they probably need, you know, people out there. Um, they could probably use the the you know the the patronage. Well, also I think having no people also is part of the vibe. You know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. one person who probably came there during the eighties and reliving that time in their life is like you know that's how that's how I see it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's special to me for that reason. And uh, if it was popping, I don't know if I would I would go back. Is that your <clears throat> is that your favorite bar that you've been to out out? Out in no, Vegas so far. it's my least favorite bar. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> okay. bar. Okay. I wouldn't even recommend anyone go, like, but I love it. I do love it. But it's close. It's not close. It's right next to the dispensary area out there. That's the, literally the only reason I... There's a, there's a marijuana establishment right next door. Oh, Ryan. And, like, almost attached to it is Molly's, like, game. Okay. Little, it's, it's... But don't go there expecting a drink. Because they will give you half a drink. Right. It's bright green. It's all syrup. Do you think the reason that they gave you a shitty drink is because they knew that you are a fan of like shitty country and you've never actually listened to Johnny Cash before? I don't know. I don't know if it's country. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if it's country bar. Like I think you a, give off like big and rich vibes, and they're just like, "Fuck that guy, get him out of here." I think that's I think probably what it big is. Big and rich vibes it wouldn't be like the shittiest country. Like it's not like giving <laughs> off like. Jason Aldean vibes. That's that's uh, not even a name I'm familiar with. See, exactly, exactly. And I even like Jason Aldean. There's a guy I like shitty country, like, you know. Jason Aldean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, all right. Really? No, never even heard of this okay. name before. He's no bad bunny. He's no what? He's no, <laughs> he's, he's no bad bunny. I don't know. Do you know <laughs> bad bunny? No. Well, then there you go. So, you know. We're on opposite sides of that. Uh, yeah. Big Bad Bunny fans up in, up in Hedonism 4. Yeah. Um, I do think she didn't like me, though. The, uh, I don't know if she's the owner or the bartender. I don't, think mm-hmm. she, like, I don't think she wanted me in there. I had to, like, ask to get in. Just, like, <laughs> ring the doorbell and, like, you know, so. But, you know. Uh, bars with doorbells are always uh, interesting in my experience, totally, I found. Totally. I agree. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> So, <laughs> and, he, and he goes back every Thursday ever since then. Yeah, no, yeah, I go back this weekend. 
Yeah, well, let me know how it goes. Uh, speaking of following up, because Ryan's going to follow up about his next experience at Molly's Gaming and Spirits, which is right next to the Spencer's Marijuana Dispensary. Not that Ryan goes there for anything like that. He just keeps tabs on all the, you know, potheads that happen to be lurking about his town. Uh, but it's some follow-up for you, Ryan, uh, from, from last episode, as a matter of fact. We were talking about theme parks. Mm. Uh, specifically Knott's Berry Farm. And I, and I made the recommendation, like, hey, if I'm organizing, like, a theme park bro trip, I would probably go to Knott's Berry Farm. And then you were like, well, do they serve beer? And I was like, I don't know if they serve beer. I Googled it. It turns out you can just Google anything these days. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm does, in fact, serve beer, Ryan. I would be surprised at any theme park, maybe aside from, like, Disneyland, like, doesn't serve right. beer. Like, I would think they would yeah. all serve beer, right? Like, Probably, but the one thing, <clears throat> and I think this is probably true of many theme parks, uh, most of them do not allow you to just walk freely about the park with yeah. your beer. There's a specific area that you, ha- like, that's the, the area you can drink beer in. Yeah, even at, even at this theme park. Knott's Berry Farm? Correct. No, no, yes. Why is that funny? No, I see, like, Knoxbury, but, like, yes. Uh, <laughs> Knoxbury. Yeah, uh, so... You ever been to Silverwood? <laughs> no, no. My my wife has been and says that I'd probably enjoy it. I have never okay. been to Silverwood. There is a there is a person. Well, how do I want to phrase this? Do I want to phrase this? Hold on, give me a moment. The only tie to Silverwood that I have is that someone that I knew they went to Silverwood with another couple, and they went back to the hotel afterwards and started playing strip poker, and then they just stayed naked after playing strip poker with this other couple. <laughs> so, okay, fine. I just have to, like, ask a quick question. Like, so... Okay. <laughs> so, Mel Silverwood is, like... <laughs> you seem like you're having trouble thinking. Are you... But I'm wondering, like, they, so they stayed naked as in they uh, they just, like, fucked forever at Silverwood? Or, like, they just stay... Were they awkward? Like, were they awkward together during strip poker? And, like, that was a weird story that came out of, like, that night. Like, what I don't understand. I think, like, so I think the expectation would be that if you're playing strip poker, especially, like, as part of a foursome, not like foursome is, like, sexual, but like a foursome, like, two couples, you know, there's probably an expectation, like, either, you know, maybe there's, you know, some some swinging going on, or maybe both couples just kind of venture to their respective rooms and, you know... But how old were they when they played this? Roughly around 30. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Older than I thought. I was thinking like, like nineteen, maybe like for sure not. No, definitely not. Okay, uh, but no, like so they stayed naked. So I think they were just doing like casual things, like, hey, do you want some dinner? Like, hey, I can cook up some eggs or whatever. But like nude. That's that's funny. Like no one bothered putting clothes on afterwards. Short version is I'm familiar with Silverwood. Go on, Brian. <laughs> Uh, no, that I mean that that's all I needed. I just to get Silverwood story, but um, that's one theme park that I, I was like twelve when I went there. And I just didn't know. Is it any good? Did you do? Would you recommend it to a theme park lover like myself? It's supposed to have like the two biggest like wooden roller coasters in the uh, Pacific Northwest. It does. Like, um, well, that's not that's fucking that's not even. Like, you've never you've never have you lived? Have you been there? No, but like. What other fucking theme parks are there in the Pacific Northwest? There's like fucking wild waves. I don't know. They just that's that's a big advertising thing, and like they're pretty big. Like 
you know, and I have, I do have some pictures of me on those roller coasters when I was like 11. And Puka Shell Necklace, like, you know. <laughs> was this pre or post cornrows? Oh, cornrows. <laughs> uh, I probably post. Mm. But, you know, it was depend on like the Allen Iverson, like, you know, era, like where was that falling? I'd, be, yeah, I'd have to look. But, uh, yeah, big, you know. big in the Snohomish white kid community. Oh, it's huge. Big, big big deal. Uh, Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 46 of the Hard Mark podcast. Uh, Well, I don't know. I just already said welcome, but welcome again. I appreciate everybody taking the time on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, wherever you happen to be joining in from, uh, sit a spell. Enjoy us talking about some stuff. And then eventually get into some wrestle talk. Uh, we're ways out from that. We usually start around 30, 40 minutes in. So if you're that's what you're here for, jump ahead. Or just enjoy the, the banter, the big banter between the talent and myself. So with that in mind, Ryan, uh, let's see here. What do I wanna what do I wanna talk about? So, okay, actually, this is something that kind of ties in with a, with a lingering subject of the past few episodes. So we've got our big Steinholding contest scheduled for Memorial Day weekend. Fuck yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> really excited for that. I don't think I told you this. Maybe, maybe not. Did I tell you that I sort of injured my shoulder recently oh, hey, working yeah. out? Shoulder's fine. Well, I got, so I have a genetic condition, I'm pretty sure, I don't know that I do, but I'm fairly certain that I do, my dad does, my dad's missing a bone in both of his shoulders, and so, yes, he's had, uh, he's had uh, MRIs done, because he started having shoulder issues uh, eventually in his life, and then they did an MRI on both shoulders, he's missing a bone there. I've, a, I've long suspected that I have this same condition, but it didn't really start... Uh, affecting him in any noticeable way until he was like in his 40s, uh, which I'm not there yet, but I'm encroaching upon that. I noticed the other day I was doing, and I'm sure I don't need to explain this exercise to you, Ryan, being the fitness buff that you are, but I was doing an, I was doing Arnold presses. Yeah. I don't know why that's funny. We well, just kind of be a dick, but like. <laughs> But I was doing Arnold. Ar- well, I mean, you know, I know people can't uh, see you, Ryan. So, can you explain to the hard mark of maniacs uh, what what our Arnold press is? Well, I could, I could. Uh, it's one of my least favorite workouts, so I don't really go in, that. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for people who love it. Uh, okay, but not that this matters at all. But basically. You start out kind of as if you were doing like a curl. So like, you know how kind of the finishing point of the curl is the weights kind of up against your chest. You start like that and then you twist your arm 180 degrees and you press the weight above your head. I was doing that and I could feel clicking in my right shoulder. Uh, This was a few weeks ago. And then since then, even with like no weight, if I would do that motion, it'd be very painful. I felt like I had very limited uh, sort of strength and mobility doing that. It's getting better. I think that I'll be 100%. I'm not saying this to kind of give myself an out if, if some miracle was to take place and you beat me in the Steinholy contest. That's well, neither here nor I there. See, that's what I think you're doing. First of all, like very clearly, uh, maybe after, okay, I, that, that's what you're doing. But we'll, we'll pass out. I, just, I will still win, even if you're at 100%. But is that workout necessary? It doesn't sound like... It's not, I'm not doing it anymore. It, it was something that I had been doing and really hadn't experienced any issues. I have since purged that workout uh, yeah. from my routine. I've replaced it with shrugs, just so you're aware. I also don't do that workout either, so just... 
Have you a quick quick note? And this isn't where I was going with this. Uh, your your gym memberships still ongoing? Yes. yes <laughs> <are>. <laughs> when, when have you visited the gym since last time I asked you? My dad was like railing on me for fucking not canceling his gym <laughs> membership. He was like, <sighs> like he was like, I, he's like, I fucking knew it. Like I knew like this would you know like you bought month to month. You still so yeah. I heard about it all Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I still have it. I, but I feel like I'll go. Okay. Okay. So you're you're not you're not even leaning towards canceling. You're leaning towards oh, I'm gonna make the time and go. Yeah, I think like <laughs> I hate to be the January first guy, but I think you know after this nice vacation up in Washington, after you know there's a lot of things I gotta do. I'm gonna eat duck. I gotta eat fatty food. I'm gonna probably smoke. I'm gonna do a lot of things that aren't really healthy. I'm gonna come back here to Vegas. I'm gonna be a new man. I'm gonna go to the gym. So I can't wait to I can't wait to see ripped to death, right? Not that you're already not ripped to death, but somehow even more ripped to death. Well, I think we're gonna do. I, you know, when I come back up there, if I am not ripped to death, that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna postpone the you know, final presentation till I March. Final presentation. Yeah. What are you in, inferring that there's going to be like a fucking swimsuit well, shoot or something, or what's happening? Could, what are you presenting? I just. I don't want the expectations to be set. I want a low bar in December, and then I'm really going to shoot up for March. Uh, when I you're you're a big pool guy, big swimming. Yeah, yeah. Do, have you have you ever been one who wears speedos? I've not. <laughs> That's a uh, shame. That's too bad. Maybe yeah. rip to death. Ryan could be speedo it, guy later. Yeah, I, we'll see. But no, in my past life, I've not. <laughs> Did you did you ever do like uh, swimming sports as a kid, like diving, like anything like that? No, I was a lifeguard, and I won a swimming competition. But I was like sixteen in in shorts, not even in a speedo. In shorts, wow. in like a recreational environment, I was probably swimming against like six year olds too. Part of that, like, but I beat <laughs> I beat one of my buddies who was like you know my age, and from that point on, I was like I'm a great swimmer, and I should lifeguard swim instructor. That really. The trajectory of my life changed after I, I won that race. Right. Yeah. So. I, I mean, your body shape and, and smoothness reminds me of an otter. So <laughs> I think that's how you can so easily, <laughs> gracefully just glide through the water is your otter-like body. I'm not, like, totally offended by that. Like, that's fine. <laughs> I, mean, I can't really, like, fully picture. Like, I mean... I like otters. Uh, I think they're great swimmers. Who doesn't uh, like otters? Everybody likes otters. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we got really off topic. So basically, what I'm getting to is, so I've been trying to spend more gym time, trying to get into better shape. Although my eating habits have been poor, so there's that. But I've been trying to at least pump some iron, kind of get into that mindset. Also, another thing after um, I broke the elliptical that you so grac- graciously helped me uh, get into my home. Many years ago at this point, uh, I finally, I pulled the trigger. I was like, you know what? If I'm really taking this seriously, my fitness, trying to lose some LBs, I gotta, I, I gotta get another elliptical. And so I pulled the trigger. That's coming this coming Tuesday. I will be having another elliptical sent to my home. Whose truck? Uh, no, it's, uh, I'm not doing the offer up thing. 
It's a Colton's new truck. It's a Tesla truck they used to yeah, buy. Yeah. He's a dual like. Tesla home. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm getting it shipped. It's getting delivered from Amazon. So this is like delivered to the home. I'm not doing the offer up thing. I've heard, uh, and I tried looking a little bit, I've heard that with the pandemic and everything, a lot of home fitness equipment hard to come by in this day and age. So I just yeah. decided I'm going to get a brand new piece of equipment uh, straight from Amazon. Nice. So this is all a roundabout way of asking you the question that I'm trying to get to, Ryan. So I need to motivate myself. I need to basically just get myself my rear in gear uh, so that I'm prepared mentally, physically, spiritually. I'm getting a new phone. And and I this is starting to sound like I'm fucking bragging about things that I'm getting. This isn't that. But on my new phone, what should my alarm be? What should the song be to fucking pump myself oh, up in the morning? I have no fucking idea. For the last 10 years, I've just listened to a default alarm, and I hate it. I end up hating it. Like, <laughs> do, you, do, you have a, do you have a do you have a song on your... I have in the past. Right now, I don't. Right now, I just have the default, you know, bullshit, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Maybe you're right. This could be like, I, can you even? How do you even do that anymore? I know, like back in 2007, you could have like a you you can you download a ringtone and or a playback or whatever. If you download a music file and then just have it stored on your phone, you can set your phone alarm or you know <laughs> ringer or whatever to that file. So if I download a song a song on Spotify, can I then take that? Because I know it's downloaded to your phone, but can you use it on your for your alarm? I can't speak to Spotify or not, but if you, I mean, maybe I don't know for sure. I'd, How do you? What are you talking about downloading? Like, are you on some LimeWire shit? Like? Sort of, kind of, but I mean, I, I, sus- I suspect if you had something like an iTunes, for example, and you bought a song, now you have the MP3 of that song, right? The actual MP3 file of that song. I don't know if Spotify's supplying yeah. you. We sound like fucking old ass people right now. But if you had the MP3 yeah. file of the song from whatever source, whether it be legal or otherwise, you could then probably just like email it to yourself or whatever or fucking tap your Apple devices together and air share whatever. Uh, anyway, if you if you if you got this MP3 file on your phone, you could set it as your alarm. And I have every intention of doing this with my new phone, but I was coming to you for like ideas of what that should be. But you're fucking not giving me anything. So there's a song that I won't like. I won't stay because you know it's not like this song at work. Like it's just a song I found on Spotify, and like I fucking love this song. I I could listen to the song on repeat when I'm like getting into like some you know some spreadsheets or whatever. I need to do some work. I fucking put my headphones in and I listen to this song. Yeah, like, yeah okay. You can't do that. What's the song? I have to get my phone out. And you don't know the name of the song? Or who it's by? Or you're just not wanting to say it? No, I just like... It's just a song. It's just my song, Eric. It's my no, song. No, Eric. no, okay. Wow. I told you the Silverwood story earlier. You have to disclose the fucking song. That, was, that wasn't about you. That was about your Why are you so embarrassed about this song, Ryan? What's the song? It's it's not. I, I like the song. It's just it's just a new song. It's probably like it's probably for someone, you know, it's probably these Gen Z. I'm a you know, like I'm old school, right? And now I got this like new shit coming in. I will I will not drop this topic unless I hear the name of this song, right? Well, I have to get my phone. So I like, don't believe that. I believe that you know the name of the song and if at the very minimum you know the artist. It's besides it's besides it's besides the point. 
Beside the point. It's not. No, you went on a two-minute tangent about how fucking great this song was, how much you love the song. You can't song. just do that and then refuse to say the song. It's otherwise <laughs> like become a thing. Like this has become a. It became a thing because you made it a thing. For the Markomaniacs, I have to just get you to. Here's the thing: I know if I say this song, it's going to be like the new theme song every time this podcast fucking runs. I'm not paying for the music it's rights a- on this, Ryan. So you can <laughs> you absolutely you will pay for the music. <laughs> I know you will. You'll drop whatever. It, it come out of your own pocket. Like, Mar- Markomaniacs, please buy a T-shirt so we can buy the rights to whatever me- fucking song <laughs> this is that Ryan's been listening to at work. You got okay? What the fuck? Just tell us what the song is. I, I it, it's uh, I think it's called I think it's called Sweet Sour. Sweet Sour. Sweet and Sweet Sour by by um, by I think his name's Nick D. Nick D. Sweet and Sour. But there is just I'm, Eric. I'm telling you, like, there's something about this song. Like, I don't really like the artist that much. I don't like his other songs, but this song just gets me fucking pumped. You know, like. Okay, let me. I need to. I need to. See what all the fuss is about. Let's see. Ordinarily, I, I'm very laser focused on our conversations, but this is this you've you fucking built this up to such a degree now. I didn't mean to build. I just like you're talking about a wake up song, and I don't really want to put this as a way. It'll ruin it. But like this song, I can't get out of my head. Nick D. Oh, here we go. Lyrics. I don't think. <laughs> I'm getting a DocuSign ad. Hold on. I'm just gonna read the lyrics. One second. Okay, I'm, I'm doing. I'm. I'm listening right now. <laughs> There's just some air kids just. You have the worst taste in music of anyone I've ever met. Oh, God damn it, Eric. You were wondering why, like, I didn't want to, like, drink this up. And, uh... You and, love yeah, me, not is... damn, the world was hours. It's starting to sink in. I won't be long, very long. La, 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 la. Got the car parked in the parking lot of a Walmart. Trying to figure out why it won't start. Alarm goes off when I turn the key. Girl, ain't emergency. Just a little burden. About to fix it with no urgency. This song fucking sucks, Ryan. See, Eric, this is why I'll never, I'll never come clean to you again about a new song that I did <laughs> not get out of my head. Uh, you should have that as your fucking alarm song. I bet you go to the pool then. There is something about this fucking song, Eric. I just cannot get out of my head. Like, uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that little, like, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, la 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 la. That part. Yeah. That. I mean, that's not it, Eric. That's not it. You're pick, you're picking up the wrong parts of the song. Okay, sorry. Nick D. If you liked my interpretation of Nick D. Sweet and Sour, uh, you can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple. And, Apple. And don't worry, it'll be on. The opening of every podcast. I guarantee it won't. That is the only reference to that song you are going. <laughs> Maybe you'll. At most, people are going to hear me sing it. <laughs> I were you just following the lyrics, or you? Yeah, the uh, lyrics were up on the screen. Okay. Yeah. Could you even tell the difference between the song and me singing? I hope the YouTube of this uh, po- episode doesn't get flagged for, uh, <laughs> for copyright copyright strike because, because I sounded so close to Nick D. That's the kind of thing. I need in the morning. I gotta pop up, you know. I gotta get. Unfortunately, it would ruin one of the greatest songs that you know has been. Uh, Do you think that that out, over time you would you would grow to hate the song? I haven't grown to hate it yet, Eric. 
I there, I just I have not grown to hate it, and I just I I like that song. I knew you were gonna say what you're gonna say. That's why I like tried to avoid giving it to you. I knew it. I get it, Eric. But I can't I can't stop. Like I can't stop with that thing. You you know what? Whatever floats your boat, Ryan. I don't have a problem with that song. Sucks, but you know what? No one. I don't. <laughs> I can honestly say I don't think any less of your musical taste. I don't know if I've even shared musically like what I. Like, I know that you've liked what you've described for yourself as being "quote unquote" shitty country. Yes, I have. that's that's got to be it. Though. Then this very much falls in line with that, <laughs> except it's not country, but it is pretty shitty. Okay, you can't even compare it to Jason Aldean because you haven't. You don't even know shitty country. Right? Oh my gosh, I don't have patience for that right now. Anyway, right now I'm leaning towards <laughs> "Eye of the Tiger." If you think of any, anything else, <laughs> fucking let me know at. And I'll consider it. But yeah, I just need something to like pump me, pump myself up, you know, hop on the elliptical, you know, pump some iron, do, do that sort of thing. I mean, I'm even going to give you a little, little bicep action. Look at that. Look at that right there. Yeah. <laughs> you. Nice. Nice pick. Thanks, man. All right. Let's go back. Let's see. What else? What else is on my mind, Ryan, besides sweet and sour? <laughs> Did, did you even listen to the song, or did you just read the lyrics? I was listening to the song. Well, do you think that I would like the song more if I listened to it? Because I guarantee you that I wouldn't. But I did listen to it. I just heard you reading out everything. I just want to make sure. I just want you were you when you were reading out the lit. Were you was it that part of the song? Yeah. Or were you ahead? I was trying to go with him, but uh, my. But you you jumped ahead and you just missed it. No, I didn't jump ahead. I was with I was with him, but but his rhythm threw me off at a Nick D. He's just he's got such complex flow. Uh, I can't keep track of Nick D's flow. It's very yeah. complicated. Yeah. Complicated. Those right. damn kids and their complicated flows. <laughs> here's a here's a question for you, Ryan. Last time, what was it that we asked you farts? Last time we asked you about farts. Yeah, and it turns out Ryan. Oh, he loves farting, big time. He just, he dutch ovens himself before bed every night. Something that kind of, on the scatological category, something I would ask you about, when you were a kid, I'm sure at the very least you knew children that were like this, but did you ever eat boogers? No, I, I, still, I still don't. <laughs> I still don't. Well, that's good, that's good. I also never ate boogers either as a kid, but I did know one who I think actually does listen to the podcast. Hi, Alex. But yeah, I know I know of children who have eaten boogers, but that always fucking grossed me out. I don't know what the urge is for that. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, because there's a lot of kids yeah. that do that, that eat their own boogers. But like, why would you ever want to? I think I've accidentally had a booger in my mouth. It's very salty. I did not like it. There's a TikTok today. Oh God! About, like Fuck. this this teacher, and he's like, he's like. He's like doing kind of impressions of the students and like what they say and like your know, ridiculous stuff, blah blah blah. And like uh-huh. while he's doing this impression, he's like, you know, the student's got his finger in his nose and goes right to his mouth, but then like pulls it away and like can't really help it, but kind of brings it back and like pulls it away again. <laughs> it's like it's like this compulsive act that they like can't really I for me, like I I don't know. That it never seemed appealing. Like, why would you eat that? <laughs> yeah. You know? No, I'm the, I'm the same. I'm the same way. But at the same time, I think there are people who, and, and I remember hearing a podcast where people were talking about this. Some people also don't pick their nose. Uh, when you get a good pick, you know that's uh, that's 
That's that could be life changing. Like I don't understand how someone wouldn't pick their like. I know you can blow your nose to get boogers out. Not the same. But it's not the same. It's not. There's not yeah. a level of efficiency that you're getting by yeah. just cramming a digit up there. Like relief. Right. When you when you get it out, there's just not the, blowing your nose is fine. Especially like that's like. Like snot, like you can see, like I like how you pulled it back for a second, like you weren't sure if you wanted to say snot on the air. Well, I just talked about Nick D, so like, you know, I don't know how many things like <laughs> uh, it's just it. But when you really get a good, like yeah, you, know, you pull out, you clear your nose with one mm-hmm. big, like you know, that's that's relieving. Uh, not the same as, as blowing your nose. No, yeah, I, I I'm the same way. And if, in fact, if you if anyone was to ever you know, check the underside of, like, my car seat or something, you'd just find a treasure trove <laughs> of boogers right there. Dude, you know, Eric, and this is why you're a bold guy, like, I feel like a lot of people, honestly, could probably say the same thing, but not many would actually say it, like... Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's a certain place where you just, like, hide that stuff. See, I need to... I, I, I know when I have weaknesses and things that I need to improve... I, I'm I'm good about the idea that I've never I do not eat boogers. I will never on purpose eat a booger. Well, I don't care who I offend with saying that. I don't want to interrupt, but like maybe that's part of why people like instead of like like I don't want to hide it, they just eat it. Oh, I'm a hider. I would be a hider. Like you know, fuck that. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like, it's gross. Not that's not gross to hide it either, but like it's like it's funny because like no one can just walk up and get like a napkin or something. Right. Or like it's it's hiding people, and I bet like the majority of the world does that shit. Like Markomaniacs, uh, email us hardmarkpodcast at gmail dot com. If you have any insight into the psyche of booger eaters, I want to hear it. We want to follow up on this topic uh, from anyone who has firsthand, secondhand experience. We want to hear from you. Let us know. But that's a good point. If you don't have a place to hide it that you feel is socially acceptable, just pop it in your mouth and just, you know, eat it like a like a Pez. Fucking gross, man. Like, <laughs> just, like, don't like. But I am bad about just, like, wiping my boogers places. That that I'm bad at. That's, like, one of my worst habits, I would say, as, like, a human being. It totally happened. Even for people who are good with that, like, I would, like, say, like, I... <laughs> God, I just I don't know where we're at. Right now. <laughs> we're going places, but, baby. But but like, of course, like ideally, it would be nice to have like a napkin or a tissue, mm-hmm. and like you just garbage it. But like sometimes you don't have that luxury, and you have to get rid of it, and you can't just let us, you know, right under your couch, you know, like area, <laughs> or right under your car seat, like you know, like it's you're right. It's fucking disgusting. It's gold mine. Though. Like you don't want to go under there, and I. I try to like if I if I like sell anything, I try to like or I'm always like I'll go back, I'll go back and clean that eventually. But like how often do you right. like go yeah. back? Like, like I'm I'm feeling underneath my desk that I'm broadcasting at right now, and I can feel multiple boogers there right now. Oh, Eric, that's you're probably you're doing it a lot. I am doing it a lot. I, I'm <laughs> you're, you're I'm doing, doing it a lot. You work there though. You work there. Right? I, I work. I play. I mean, yeah. I, and like yeah. for me, like realistically, there's no excuse. I have a. I literally have a box of Kleenex right next to me. I could just pull out yeah. the the Kleenex, wipe the booger on it, <laughs> throw it away. But I don't do that. I just wipe it under the desk underneath me. And that's you know what? As long as we're set, as long as we're setting things like, hey, uh, what's your resolution? Uh, I think it's still early enough where we can get away with doing that. Uh, my resolution is to no longer wipe boogers on things that aren't, you know, throwawayable. That's nice that that's your resolution, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's built into you now. Like, that's just, 
Like, you could try to be better. You can't. But, like, next year, you're going to feel under that desk. And be like, damn, like, I fucked up. Like, <laughs> I fucked up again. When I was a kid, so I had, like, a little uh, end table thing next to my bed. And I wiped so many boogers on that. I remember there was a point where I was like, okay, I got to clean these boogers off because this is gross. Someone's going to see this. We need to get we need to get rid of it. I remember trying to like pick the crust. This this is oh, great. God. This is a great conversation for people. <laughs> no, Hopefully, that. everyone's eating this over the dinner table. But uh, I would try to pick off the crusted up boogers on the side of this end table, and it would peel the paint off. And like there was like oh. a blue, <laughs> like blue paint underneath this brown end table that uh, that was then visible after the boogers would be picked off. See this. This makes me feel like. Like, I thought I was, like, that. And I, I really do try not to do it. I, like, I know, like, I'm, like, I do this. I'm going to go back. And I never go back. I never go back, for sure. But I didn't realize, like, I don't think even, like, if I had, like, sw- if I swipe over any surface in here, there's not going to be fucking, like, it's not going to peel off the paint. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, you have a problem. I drink a lot of milk, okay? You're lactose intolerant. My my boogers are fucking solid. They've got potency uh, to them. Brutal. <laughs> but you're a good man. You know, you come on here and you state your problems. Yeah. You, you, like a man. Like a man. I know? take ownership. I shouldn't I Put shouldn't do there. it, but I do it. And I'm, you know, trying to get better. That's all we can do is be better people than we were the previous day. I'm gonna try and wipe less boogers on surfaces than I did the last day. <laughs> to fix it with no urgency right <laughs> exactly and it's like you know what i might slip and i might fall but it's not a matter yeah. of not wiping your boogers on things it's a matter of how many times can you s- stop wiping the boogers and get back up i don't know i don't know how that rocky quote would equate in this scenario but somehow it does yeah. somehow it does for sure and we'll get there yep. speaking of noses ryan <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hit, get, I'm hitting you with all the hits. One time when I was a kid, Ryan, I remember my parents they they had gone, they were out for the day, and so my older sister was babysitting me and my younger sibling, my younger sister, and so my older sister is like six or seven years older than me. My younger sister is like six years younger, so it's a pretty substantial gap between each of my siblings. And so my my older sister, she makes spaghetti for me and my my little sister for lunch that day. <clears throat> and I remember we have the spaghetti. It's pretty good. Uh, we finish up the meal. We we go back out to like, you know, I was probably playing video games or watching TV or something. And all of a sudden I felt like a tickle in the back of my nose. And I'm like, what the what's going on here? And so I go to the bathroom. And I start fishing stuff out, which, by the way, and let this tie in with the previous subject, everybody, because anyone who doesn't pick their nose, like you think you're above those of us that do, here, here's a reason why you're not, and and something that you're not just gonna, you know, be able to get out by uh, a casual blow every now and again. But I started fishing around in that nostril, right? I think it was my right nostril, and I felt something in there, and I pull out like half of a spaghetti noodle from my nose. This really happened. This is a real thing that happened to me one time. I pulled the spaghetti noodle out of my nostril. Have you ever pulled the food out of your nose before? No, no, I haven't. But it's got, like, I don't know how you suck it down through your sinuses that way, but I see people, like, go, what they try to put, like, one 
noodle up one nostril and then oh what okay i wasn't trying to do it for the record i was not attempting no, i know i know but like it's it's totally thing you see and like play with it between <laughs> wait 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 you've seen this i feel like you could do it even through your eyeball like you can like get you can like it just it's not shocking to me that this happened you probably like scarfed down some noodles like too quickly you like sucked one up maybe you sneezed or something and and then you had a little like no, I believe that. But where the fuck are you seeing people that are flossing noodles through both of their nostrils? Right? Is this another TikTok thing? I'm fucking completely blown away right now. The most blown away I've been in this entire few year podcast that you've never seen this. Like someone sticking a noodle up their nose and like pulling it out the other side. Yeah, like, that's fucking gross, dude. Really? No, I, I don't know. Th- I've never. I've never done it. I couldn't. Don't. I don't like that. Feeling, is this an internet like, thing you're talking about, or have you seen people do this in life? Is this an internet thing? What is not on the internet now, Eric? Like, <laughs> I thought this is just how you guys pass the time on Tuesdays at the Vegas house. No, but like, it's not that uncommon on the internet. Like, I, I, I am a little shocked to so you know someone who grew up in the '80s with the internet in full force, like when. When noodle nose would be a prime, like, cool thing to do, like, you know, you haven't seen it, like... I guess I I was too busy, so, I mean, you're right, I did, I kind of saw the birth, the infancy of the internet and all of it explode. Actually, that's another thing that I wanted to kind of get your your impressions on. Clearly, you're very knowledgeable about noodles in people's noses. Where, Where were you at when, like, all of the, like, disgusting internet stuff was happening that, like, people were trying to show each other and, like, gross each other out with? Like, what are, what are your memories of that time of the internet? I think it was, like, the early 2000s, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Sure. Like, uh, there was like Rotten.com. Yes. I think that was, uh, yeah. Okay. So you're, I'm, I'm very familiar with Rotten.com. I remember specifically, so I had just moved out on my own when like two girls, one cup started. I, I think I saw that on X videos. Okay. I believe it wasn't even like an early, like, you know, I think I had to like go look for it because I wanted, I don't, and it's not because like. I don't know. That video never really appealed to me. Like I knew what it was. Like that was a big thing. But like I didn't really. But then I like had to see it. Sure. You know? I don't think it appealed to most people. No, it didn't. But like I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, like E bombs were, which could have been on, mm-hmm. or like uh, I couldn't get through the whole thing. I got through maybe like a minute or two and had to I, turn that, it off. I don't. I don't like that stuff. I really don't like. I poo poo stuff. Like yeah, I don't. And it just like. Like I, I, like, I just don't like it. Like, I don't... It's like I don't even want to see it as, like, a funny, like, joke. Like, uh, but I, you know, I, I did. I It was... It had such a big name at the time. Like, that was, like, pop culture. Like, Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, for sure. Uh, for a while, I had to, like, I had to check it. And then it was... Yeah. That was it. I saw... I think I saw it once. And <laughs> <laughs> How... You must... You would have been, like, 10? 11? Around that time? It was the early 2000s, so yeah, 10 to 15, like, uh, somewhere around Jesus there. Christ, dude, that's young to fucking see two girls, one cup. Other things around that same time frame, I, I remember I wrote down, because I actually wanted to talk to you about this at some point in time, seems as good a time as any. But, like, other things of that era, I remember, uh, and a lot of these were just images. A lot of them weren't even, like, videos at the time. Uh, but, like, Tub Girl, I remember. Oh, that was rot. That was a rotten.com classic, right? Like that's the rotten.com classic. That was pretty. That was probably one of the more popular ones. Yeah, Tub Girl, uh, Lemon Party. Do you remember Lemon Party? That's not the Lemon Tree porno, right? Like, no, it's just a. It's, just, it's an image of. I think it's 
like two or three old men, one old lady, they're all naked. The old man's like laying down with a boner and like some people are like sucking him and then other people are like tongue kissing him and stuff like that. No. <laughs> you missed that one? I I no, yeah, I haven't seen there but there was a classic uh like lemon girl porn where they go like outside to take stuff off the lemon tree. It sounds like I mean it sounds like this was some sort of weird porn. Like, it sounds pleasant. It was more pleasant than what you're describing here, yeah. But it was like it's a classic <laughs> it's a classic like porn. Like if you haven't seen it, like it's it's like a lemon probably a two thousands like classic porn, like so Okay, no I'm not saying so- like you know <laughs> check it out. Heather, we're we're saddling <laughs> up tonight, we're gonna watch the lemon tree. Yeah. That's I think that might be what it's called. The le- okay, well, perfect. Well, that's easy to find. Uh, one other thing, actually, around that same era that I, I wanted to see if you had any any memories of as well from that early internet uh, sort of Wild West boom, uh, Screamers. I mean, I don't know the name. You never saw Screamers? Okay, maybe, maybe I need to be more descriptive. So I remember there was a few Screamers specifically that were like super, super popular, and I Fucking hated like the them that all. Jump out at you like the, yes. like the German car video. Yes, yeah, the German yeah, yeah, car yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. There was that one. There was also one where it was like a game, like a flash game, where you were trying to navigate this little dot, this little pixel through mazes, and you went through a couple of mazes, and then there was like this third maze where it got like super, super narrow, so you had to really like move in close on the screen to like see what was going on and they also like made you turn your speakers up so you could like hear like music or some shit like that and so you'd be like really close to the monitor yeah yeah yes the the, your volume on your speakers would be turned all the way up and then all of a sudden like exorcist face screaming lady so that stuff really got you you know i hated it i i to this day i hate jump scares yeah yeah no it was it really did. Like I, I know you're. T- I mean, that one I don't know. I don't remember the game, but I do mm-hmm. remember that German car. And like, this was again. This was early internet. Like, this was shocking stuff. Like, you know, yeah. It, it wasn't like today. And then you was scared the shit out of you. Like, you know, it really, it really, really got you. Like, you know, there's a little trauma. I recently saw parents replicating the whole screamer thing except for they had like this giant tv like this tv had to be close to a hundred inches mounted up on their yeah. wall they're having their kids do the maze thing and mm-hmm. then the screamer thing showed up to like scare the shit out. and like they did that to their own kids and i was just like there, what the there's fuck still, like videos today where they kind of do it like and like it'll be like you're watching oh it's like my kid playing baseball and then like you're kind of behind the like umpire and they hit the ball it's like a foul ball goes right into the camera and it still makes you jump it's not the same thing but like that little like jump tactic still like somehow (laughs) in 2021 right still like still you know can get to you so well nobody nobody learned from the horror lessons of the past when they perfected the horror genre with movies like the dentist which didn't have to rely (laughs) on jump scares and cheap thrills okay that was real horror it was real horror horror. down and dirty like everyone considers like the real classics of the horror genre you've got halloween uh you've got the exorcist you've got the dentist starring corbin burnson have you watched the dentist, Eric? You're talking. You talk a lot of shit about the dentist. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think you've ever actually watched it. Like, you were correct. I've not seen the dentist. Yeah, well, see, there you go. Like Eric, maybe this bumps up on your list. You go from like three to two. Like I don't know. I'm just saying. Good, great. The dentist two. I think it was. Oh, dentist uh, two. It was a sec- 
think it was a second, a second one of the uh, the one to two part series, or maybe three part series. I don't know. Like, but... would I be lost about the plot of Dentist Two if I had not seen Dentist One? Would I be? I don't think so. I think you'd be just fine. Can you give the Markomaniacs a quick summary of the plot of Dentist Two to your it just, recollection? It plays, from what I recall, it plays on like some of your fucking like fears, like going to the dentist and like having all those tools and working on your like and and. And that's what it plays on. That's uh, that's just okay. And so, in what way is it different than Dentist One then? Because I would assume Dentist One would be doing oh, those oh, same things. Asking to be, I, I I don't I don't rec- I don't recall. Like that's I think they were both, like pretty. I it's possible that Dentist One is even better. I don't know. I just like <laughs> I check them out. Check them out both for yourself. That's what it plays on, uh, and it left an impression on my heart. <laughs> So what you're saying is that you would love to guest on watching it with Robert Donnell. Uh, Robert Donnell, if you guys are ever doing a Dentist oh, 2 yeah, <laughs> episode, uh, Ryan will be first one there, giving you all the hot insight uh, on Corbin, Corbin Burnson and, and all the things going on with, with, with the dentist. I will be there. I will be there in your studio. I'll fly up. We'll, uh, we'll make this happen. For the low, low and, cost of $300, uh, he will be there. Just cover his, cover his yeah, air and trans. Let's cover my, sh- you know, they can they can cover it. <laughs> they got it in the budget. Yeah, they got they got merch yeah, coming gotta, out. Yeah, you got to write things in. You want you want big guests? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. right. You got to spend money to make money. Everybody, let's talk. Let's let's get into wrestling, Ryan. Let's talk about men grappling men. Something I wish I could do to you right now if I could just wring your little neck. But uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not expecting much. I think we have had some like really good, like a second. I'm I'm wondering what this is going to be about. I'm curious, like what this week could bring. You're not expecting much. <laughs> Why would you not be I expecting much? I just think we've run up with a couple of good matches, and now I feel like you're going to fucking throw a shitty match in here. Like, uh, have we been doing good matches? I don't even know if the top. Okay, we last. Well, last one was yeah. the triple threat. Before that was. I think we had one before that. Hulk Hogan yeah, turned heel. Hulk Hogan match. became a bad guy. Before that. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, uh, I guess. But uh, okay, so this match. So let's let's get into the wrestling here. Uh, today's match, Ryan, is going to be featuring two men that we are very well acquainted with. Uh, our first competitor is Brett Hitman Hart, uh, one of our favorites here at the Hardmark Podcast. With and let me just double check that my notes are accurate. Yes, two of our top ten matches feature Bret Hart. So he he has been someone that you yeah. have you have liked, you have enjoyed his performances. I, I said in, a, in an earlier episode uh, that, uh, in my opinion, I think Bret Hart may be the greatest wrestler of all time. So I only put him in the top ten. So, <laughs> uh. and there's but there's still more science to to be done. <laughs> But uh, to kind of talk a little bit more about Brett, so by 1996, Brett had established himself as one of the top stars of the WWF, alongside Shawn Michaels, your favorite, the ever humble Shawn, uh, Playgirl centerfold Shawn Michaels, and uh, the Undertaker. Brett had helped carry the load after the departure of Hulk Hogan, and he was one of the primary men 
responsible for reshaping what fans expected to see on WWF shows. But by the summer of that year, of 1996, Brett was starting to get a little burnt out. After 12 years with the company, minimal time at home, and positioned as a top star for that latter half, Brett decided to take a few months away, spending time with his family, and trying his hand at acting. So, little update on on Brett Hitman Hart. Some well-deserved R&R after a good decade or so uh, on the road. Now, during this time away... Relative WWF newcomer and 1996 King of the Ring winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I take it back. I take it back what I said. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I I jumped on this too early and that's wrong. But I mean, you know. Yeah, a couple of good guys in, in this match. That's, I'm, I'm trying to really escalate things to an even higher level, if that was all, at all possible. Okay. So Stone Cold Steve Austin began to taunt Brett, challenging Brett to a match with Austin claiming that he was, in fact, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, using the, the hitman's own catchphrase for himself. Brett would return to the WWF in the fall of 96 and promptly accepted Austin's challenge for a match at that year's Survivor Series, uh, which let's actually watch an interview segment with both of those men just to give you some flavoring of this rivalry, Ryan. So I'll send you that link right now. Uh, have you ever heard the song Nick D, Sweet and Sour? It seems pretty good. <laughs> so the intro to this yeah, match? Yeah, the intro to this match. <laughs> I, I was just... The lyrics are just in my head. I'm gonna have to like justify this somehow, and like <laughs> that's a bad song, even for your standards. It's not a bad song, I'll, Eric. You're just—I'll give it another. You're sh- shitting on it because you, you know that's what you do. It's kind of a pussy song. Got the car parked <laughs> in the parking lot of a Walmart. Yeah. Wow. Good. Lyrical genius. Deep. It's like Kanye West. Hella Kanye. He sounds white. Is he a white guy? He might be white. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's that's all Ryan listens to. White guy rap. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me know when you start the, the video. Ready to yeah, go ahead and start. I'll be the first one to say that Steve Austin, uh, Stone Cold, is a, is a, is a great wrestler. And uh, I, I knew immediately when upon seeing him that, that I was going to be dealing with uh, a very, very tough wrestler. But as far as he had nothing to do with my decision to step back from wrestling. It's facial expression. Basically, loosely translated, you're saying, yes, Vince, I'm afraid Stone Cold is going to kick my ass. That's what you're saying. Here's the deal. Win, lose, draw, Brett. It ain't over. It ain't over. You're never going to get through with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're going to have to kill me first, son. And that's the bottom line. And it's the truth. Win, lose, or draw, right. I will always be on your ass. Well, that's why I'm the excellence of execution. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You wear a hood while you get assassinated. Or- uh-huh. I'm the best there is, I'm the best there was, and I'm the best there ever will be, and you're going to find that out firsthand, son. So, um, <clears throat> I think for me, the biggest takeaway from all that was how humble Brett Hitman Hart was and how oh. not humble Stone Cold Steve Austin was. 100%, like... I mean, I guess that was too easy of a takeaway. If I like, <laughs> too easy. I mean, if I may say so myself, Stone Cold Steve Austin sort of had a a, a camping Ryan swagger to him. A camping Ryan, yeah, swagger. not oh, just regular buddy. Ryan. We're talking camping Ryan, <laughs> yeah, 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 his yeah. big dick swinging in the woods, dragging through the yeah, dirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
here's one thing I'll say though. Towards the end, you cut up. They did cut off Bret Hart. They did, which was some bull. And then and then Steve Austin got like upset by that by saying you can't cut me off. Yeah, which they didn't even cut him off. <laughs> uh, and he he like took it out of the production guy with two ladders. Yes, exactly. You know? So you got to respect Steve Austin standing up for himself. But I guess maybe at Bret Hart, you know, at the same. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you got to respect from that, Calgary, you know, from Calgary as, as my guy. But yeah, they really Bret Hart came off as uh, this is now. Now I'm like, now nah, I don't know how to, who to pick. <laughs> well, I like, have to see. Like, we've got a little bit more. We've got a little bit more. So this will probably help with some more more flavoring for you. Some more oregano and spices. So that promo and among others, but that promo led to the first match between Bret Hart and Steve Austin at Survivor Series 1996, with Bret Hart actually coming out as the victor. However, uh, okay. however, this feud with the Hitman is, is exactly what Stone Cold needed to elevate his position on the card after his King of the Ring victory, and even in defeat, Austin was legitimized in many ways. So over the next several months, as promised, Bret would not be rid of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Most notably, Brett had won the 1997 Royal Rumble in January against 29 other men by throwing Austin over the top rope. However, due to a skirmish distracting the attention of referees, Austin was able to re-enter the match, blindside Brett, and officially win the match for himself. Classic Stone Cold shit. What happened? Wow, crazy. So over time, it was clear that Austin was getting underneath Brett's skin. So Brett was constantly having to look over his shoulder, and Austin had caught Brett matches and titles on a number of occasions. To make matters worse, Brett felt that the WWF was not doing anything to alleviate that problem, and he began lashing out at management during his promos and overall just became more aggressive. Uh, So to take matters into his own hands, Brett challenged Austin to a submission match at WrestleMania 13 where pinfalls would not count and the only way to beat your opponent was via submission. Austin accepted and the match was made and to ensure that there would be a fair contest with a clear winner, former UFC champion and the man that ABC Network dubbed the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock would step in to referee that bout. Oh. Have you do you know Ken Shamrock? I just love a good referee. <laughs> I can yeah, guarantee you uh, he's the most jacked up referee we've ever seen on the program so far. Good. Trying to think of a guy who refs the NFL. Uh, he's like ri- he's ripped to death. I think you could say. ripped to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah ripped to death. Yeah, ref. Uh, Hashtag ripped to death. You know ripped to death. Ref. So, so with this match set on the final Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania, Brett had a WWF Championship cage match set against Psycho Sid, who we've seen a couple times as Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, etc. On the eve, on the eve of this match. Uh, so not quite the the week leading up to WrestleMania. So the final show before. So it's not like the night before, but it's like the week before. Okay. Yeah. So Brett had a WWF Championship cage match against Psycho Sid, which if he won, that would turn his WrestleMania match against Steve Austin into a championship match. So let's actually take a look at the conclusion of that fight to see 
what happens with uh, with our match we're going to be watching here today. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen. A few more moments here with you. Vince McMahon is going to try to talk to a very, obviously, uh, Bret Hart. this consonant Bret Hart. You've got to be terribly frustrated. Extremely frustrated over what has just happened. Whoa! Frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it! This is bullshit! Oh, we apologize, ladies you and screw gentlemen. me! Everybody screws me! And nobody does a goddamn thing about it! Nobody in the building cares! Nobody in the dressing room cares! So much goddamn injustice around here! I've had it up to here! We apologize, ladies and Everybody gentlemen. Everybody knows it! I know it! Everybody knows it! I should be the World Wrestling Federation champion! Get him out of the ring! Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. If you don't like it, tough shit. All you want to do anytime you go in the ring is cry like a baby. I tried to go out there and help you, and you threw it all away because you're a loser. It could have been you and me for the championship at WrestleMania, but you blew the whole damn thing. Because you're a loser. Red Hart has snapped. Red Hart thought for sure he would be the WWF champion. And if there's no conspiracy, Red Hart, ladies and gentlemen, talking about a conspiracy. There is no conspiracy. All right. So that's that's base. That's the gist of it. That's that's the that's the thing. Okay. All right. So uh, Ryan, despite. Steve Austin's involvement to try and help Brett. Psycho Sid was victorious, and Brett was on. No, I mean also like you had the Undertaker there. You know they had two guys. It wasn't just you can't just say like despite <laughs> Stone Cold's efforts, <laughs> shit went the wrong way. Like both those guys had like another guy from the outside. Right. Yes, Undertaker was helping out uh, Psycho Sid. This is true. Let's be fair and balanced. Here, yeah. All right. I-, I apologize for my unfair and unbalancedness uh, on on occasion. But uh, so his frustrations with Austin, in case you, you were not clear on that after watching that little clip, they had reached a fever pitch and he lashed out against Vince McMahon, the WWF and the fans. So any any last closing thoughts on that little clip that we just watched? Uh, any clarification I can provide? It's like Tom Brady going against Roger Goodell, you know? <laughs> you know? It's absolutely. Oh, man, what a timeless rivalry that is. So, uh, and you're, but you're clear on kind of everything that just happened and like the, the story leading up to, to now. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. That was a weird, that was. <laughs> Were you expecting that from Brett? That, that, uh, that level of like, he's pissed. He's clearly pissed. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Just the whole thing. Like the, the whole, it was, it was weird, but like, if there's a lead up, like let's, let's, you know, let's follow that. Yeah. So that basically brings us to our match here at WrestleMania, which ultimately the question becomes, can Steve Austin capitalize on the mind games that he's played against Bret Hart in order to defeat him at WrestleMania? Or is Bret going to overcome Austin's mental chess and use his superior technical wrestling to beat Austin one more time? And so that, is our match here today at WrestleMania 13. Uh, where is that? I am not. I don't actually know off the top of my head where WrestleMania 13 was. Let's find out. Pull up the data. Pull up the data. Uh, oh, Rose, it was Chicago, which we just watched our first Chicago match not that long ago. So this will be our second Chicago match there for you. Uh, any other thoughts, questions, concerns before we get into the thing? 
Uh, no. Is this uh, is the match on Peacock? Match is going to be on Peacock. That is right. Uh, I will finish things out. Uh, and and Ryan, you pr- this is probably in the back of your mind. I know we haven't addressed it so far. Ryan's all-time greatest win streak so far has been six. He is tied with that right now. With another victory, Ryan could set his longest win streak here today. His current record is 30 wins, 22 losses. I am going to try... To go a little early, like I have been, it's just better for me. I think it's a better outcome. I think I've been, you know, mentally you're in a better place throughout the match. Mentally, I'm in a, exactly, yeah. exactly. I uh, so you know when I call it, just know that I've called it. Uh, absolutely, the Hard Mark Podcast, the official part podcast of mental health. Uh, we want Ryan to be <laughs> in a in a, in a good spot mentally, yeah. uh, feature, yeah, featuring yeah. his guy. But it sounds like you you may you may your you, your mind is not set just yet. You, even though Steve Austin no, is your guy, but no, I also am a Bret Hart guy. Oh like, wow, you know, what a revelation! He, he's is it? I I mean, you know, he's it sounds like he's been in a couple of my top tens. I I loved his interview. Uh, that's how you stay like calm and composed. Like that's how you got to bring that. You know? <laughs> so I have not called it yet. I will call it early, but I'm not called it yet. So. so we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. Well, we are going to watch that match. We will come back to you with our thoughts on that match. Episode 46. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. We are back, despite Ryan wanting to be back uh, earlier than we actually were. We just watched the match, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, uh, WrestleMania 13 submission match. What did you think, Ryan? Did you enjoy the match? No. What? I mean, (laughs) What do you mean, no? This is the exact type of match I thought you would fucking pick. Besides, like, a terrible one, I thought you... Okay, you bring in this match, it's a good match, and then and then you just make it... You knew where I was going to go. You knew you could pinpoint where I was going to go midway. And you knew I was going to make a call. And you did that. like, And I did make the call because I had to. Because I had to. It was where my heart was at. It was where my watched a lot of matches. This is where I was supposed to go. And it didn't. You did this. You did this, Eric. Okay. Let's bad. take a step back. So when we recorded episode one uh, many, many moons ago, 
my idea for this whole pr- program, the whole premise of this show was we were going to watch a match per episode and we were going to rank that match in order of your preference. That was my idea. Your idea was to act, try and see if you could accurately predict the winner of each match. I didn't, that, that never crossed my mind. I don't fucking care about your record at all. So to, to, so to say, so to say (laughs) that I, I intentionally set this up so that you'd be fucked over of your seven match win streak. Don't, don't try to make yourself look like a good guy. You absolutely did that. You knew where this podcast is gone. You, you brought up my winning streak prior to the match specifically. Yeah. Because you Analytics. knew you couldn't handle no 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 you couldn't handle you couldn't handle me winning another match you couldn't take that after last after last episode you said no no I'm gonna find a match it's gonna be really it's gonna be right up his alley he's gonna call it early you planned this Eric it was a great plan it was a great plan Eric you did good you did good but you got me at my own game and you won and here we are. Ryan Murphy, everybody, the the Nick D of the Hardmark podcast, a true talent, <laughs> a true talent. Everybody knows that this isn't the case, but like, it's not the case. Hulk Hogan turned bad guy late summer of 96. This is now springtime of 97. We're going chronologically, Ryan. I did not fuck you on this. This was not designed to break up your, pres- totally your precious little win streak totally that I couldn't me. give two nah. shits about. No, Eric, you can. You do give two shits about it. You don't like when I get cocky. You have to, like, you have to chop me right at the ankles, right at the knee, maybe, you know, like Bret Hart did to Steve Austin <laughs> that whole match. That's what you did. That's where we are. You turned your back on Steve Austin well before I turned my back on you, for the record. But let's let's go to the notes and we can kind of revisit this thing. I am very disappointed. If you allow your emotions to dictate where this match ranks, this is a great fucking match. And if you try and fuck this match over, then you're doing a disservice to your boy Steve Austin. I'm just saying that right now. Let's go to the notes. Let's go to the notes and we can... Oh, 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 big fucking words. Merrick right there. Big statements. <laughs> yeah! I'm just saying. I'm gonna. I'll tweet Steve. I'll TikTok Steve Austin and let him know that you've. You. This is like his. This is the Steve Austin match in many people's eyes. This is the match that like catapulted him into being the Stone Cold that everybody knows and loves. Don't do him a disservice. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, let's go to the notes. Uh, we watched the match. Uh, first thing we saw was the most melodramatic video package of all time. Thoughts on the video package? Uh, I almost like kind of forgot about it at this point. You you made the comment that it was similar to an EA Sports video package, which I thought was oh, fucking yeah. spot on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it basically the- told the story of Bret Hart like being continuously like fucked over by the company, Steve Austin going out of his way to fuck over Bret Hart, that sort of thing. I think if you watch any EA Sports like intro in the early nineties, mid nineties, you would you have to feel that, yeah. <laughs> mid nineties. I don't know what fucking EA Sports games you were watching, but uh What are you talking about, Eric? That was like Super Nintendo. I have like Madden ninety six for the Super Nintendo right now. Have you ever played okay, maybe maybe mid to late nineties, like in the nineties, you ever play EA Sports, like triple play ninety nine? Is this going to be the whole rest of this podcast? Is you just taking every oper- perpetual victim, Ryan Murphy, looking for any any excuse to just play his little violin? It's... No, 
No, Eric. Oh, wait, oh, wait, Ryan, hold up. Hold, Ryan, I think that I, I don't want to talk right now because I think I hear some street noise out here in Hedonism 4. What, what is that that I hear? Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the wambulance. This is, this is what you wanted, Eric. This is what you wanted to be able to do that. <laughs> From the time I started this match, you picked... I know you did, Eric. You could say, oh, no, man. Like, we just wanted rank matches. Well, that's all I wanted out of this podcast. That's all we wanted. And then you saw I got on a roll. You fucked me. And now you're here with the ambulance, Eric. <laughs> that's... that's uh, You waited for that for a long time. But it's all right. We'll move up. I move forward. I move forward. Just like EA move forward with their, you know, intros. I move forward <laughs> with my life. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. So, okay, let's go to the notes. Uh, there are some points that you just mentioned we will circle back around to. Uh, Ken Shamrock is in the ring. He's uh, a very jack-to-death ref. What did you, What were your thoughts overall of Ken Shamrock? That guy, that guy was, just like EA would say, he was in the game. He was always there. Like. He's very diligent. We we made the cut. He was. He was. He was. <laughs> even when they were in the fans in the crowd, like like comedically, like you would see them wrestling, and then he would just turned like panic. He's right there. Like, <laughs> it was. It's really good. It was really good. That guy. Yeah. Again, I think in the game is the best way to describe it. Absolutely, and, and probably the smallest T-shirt I've ever seen on a man. You could see every curve of his body. As as you should. As. You, so Steve Austin makes his entrance. He he emerges. The glass shatters. He got the Austin three sixteen glass. It breaks. Austin emerges. He finally has the classic, iconic Stone Cold Steve Austin theme music that we all know and love. He enters to that first time we've seen that here on the program. Uh, then after his entrance, Bret Hart gets some pyro. Uh, he makes his entrance out to the ring and things get started. Austin immediately tackles Bret as soon as he gets in the ring. They go back and forth exchanging punches. Uh, pretty quickly, Austin crotches Bret on top of the barricade, uh, the crowd guardrail, and then clotheslines him off. You were mad because Bret Hart was on that guardrail for what you claim to be 10 minutes, but it was in reality like 5 or 10 seconds. I just sat there. Like, this is the problem I have with like wrestling. Like, you can't just sit there and wait for the attack. Like he was stunned for a second. Like I, you know, fine. But like you gotta, you gotta get up. You got all he had to do was like lean his body weight. Well, he would have fell off, and things would have been a lot better for him. You know. Well, he didn't lean off. Instead, he got clotheslined off of the guardrail. They go into the crowd. They were out in the crowd for like a good like couple of minutes. It was very hard to actually see what was going on on account of the sheer number of people surrounding them uh, throughout this brawl and the fans. There was a point actually where you did you said this and you can try and walk it back if you want but you said Steve Austin has no heart because he didn't throw Bret Hart into the fans. You said he has no heart. You said that with your from your own chicken lips to God's ears. I mean any time no, I won't you think I walk that back? <laughs> I don't know what to expect from you. This is I'm very disappointed in your behavior. Okay. All right. Well, that's who you got as a co-host, so. <laughs> um, I think anytime you don't fully go for it, you got he walked him up, he babied him up the stairs, like in a in a in a little like stroller, pretty much. He pushed him <laughs> up the stairs, and <laughs> you know they're fighting in a clear. You gotta just take him and throw him in the crowd. That's it. Like that's all. That's that's you what know? you got it. But he didn't. Don't be a bitch. Throw him in the crowd. He, but he didn't do it. He didn't do. It. He babied him up. No, he didn't do it. He babied him I, up. I, 
have I sat here and defended Steve Austin at all? I'm upset with him at the, you know, like, he gave it. Like, <laughs> they go back, they go back to the ring. Uh, Brett gets thrown into the ring steps. Uh, there was a bit where Austin tries to hit Brett with the ring steps, but he got kicked. He fell over while holding the steps. That was another thing that you got mad about because you didn't realize that Brett kicked him uh, because you're not a very observant watcher. Uh, this is also, you know, why you're not good at, you know, p- picking the winners of matches. Uh, eventually they get back, back into the, eventually they get back into the ring, throw people into posts, etc. I think really the main thing was the figure four, around the ring post. I think that's kind of where you started thinking like, okay, there's been so much damage done to Steve Austin's leg. Austin has got to win this match. Like I, I refuse to believe that he's not winning this thing after this. For sure. Was it, was it the figure four around the ring post <laughs> when, when he had the, it was, I mean, I, I wanted to make a point to call this match early and I was confident at that point. Yeah. That I was going yeah. to take it. Um, there was other points where I was also confident he was going to win, but that was probably the first one. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that in retrospect, if you had waited longer, that you would have been able to make the right pick? Nope. A hundred. I would have made the even more incorrect pick. I don't know. Like I would have made them, I guess like making my pick later would have been worse. Okay. You know, uh, as I had seen more, I gained more data, right? If I had made the wrong pick, that would have been even worse for me, but I would have made, I would have made the wrong pickup until like the very end of that match. There, where there was, there was no point where you thought like, "Oh, Bret Hart's no, probably going to win." No. no. Wow. No. That's like zero. That's not the impression I got during the match. You were keeping it very even keeled until you made your choice. Initially, I was, but then, like watching that, there's no point after I had made my decision that Steve Austin was going to win that match that I thought Bret Hart actually. I there was, I maybe there was one point. Where he got kicked in the nuts, like, like, like <laughs> that was a little bit, but I still yeah. think I would have got a Steve series Austin. of cheap shots. Yes, I've seen so much of like, yeah, like cheap shots that like turn out in their favor. That I was like, ah, like I'll blow it off. Like it was concerning, but not a huge like blow to my pick. But yeah, no, there's no way I would have picked right. No. Towards the end of the match, so Austin gets thrown into into the the guardrail. Uh, starts bleeding. He was bleeding buckets towards the end of that yeah. match. That was a lot. Not the most blood we've seen. I think the deathmatch episode was definitely the most mm. blood we've seen, but this was certainly up there as far as blood is concerned. And the way they captured it, like, you could see, like, the a couple, po- couple posters. Off of blood. Yeah. yeah. A couple poster moments. Yeah, for sure. Let's see here. The steel chair was kind of used here and there. That was, that had to be some of the better chair usages in a match what do you mean it wasn't we've seen we haven't seen he went for the ankles austin's used the chair in that match too like brett was on the top rope and he like swung and hit brett he did he did have like one like where like because he okay so he tried the ankle thing delayed and he got hit with a chair that was about it i'm just saying that that's one of the better chair usages usages in a match that we've seen so far because we haven't seen a whole lot of like what I would say like st- really st- like, great. Well, what the had, fuck is wrong with I you? Mean, I think if he had won the match, it would have been the greatest chair move I've ever seen. But like you know, well saddle in everybody because you're gonna get fucking boo boo faced Ryan the rest of this goddamn episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got 
uh, some steel chair stuff. Uh, as you mentioned, so Brett's on offense for a while. Uh, Austin's bleeding. And then Austin kicks Brett square in the balls, uh, throws him into the corner, just starts stomping the fuck out of Brett. Eventually, Brett comes back. He start, He locks Austin into the... Oh, it was actually the electrical cord bit where uh, Austin was choking Brett with the electrical cord. Brett picks up a ring bell and then hits Austin with it. Yeah. And then at that point in time, uh, sharpshooter from Brett. So that goes. that's basically the end of the match. Austin tries his best to like power out of the sharpshooter, can't do it. Eventually, he's lost so much blood, he just passes the fuck out. Ken Shamrock calls off the match. Brett Hart is the winner. Uh, of the match, bringing Ryan's record to 30, 30 and 23, everybody. 30 and 23. He's on a one match losing streak. In case anybody was just, curious just, about it. <laughs> no, Eric, this is, this is about ranking matches, all right? We're not like, <laughs> we, this podcast is not to discuss records, discuss yeah. ranking. Right, right, science. Let's, let's it's remind about, the people. It's about data, science. It's about data. like Right. It's not about right. wins and losses. It's the, there's no winning and losing in science. There's only analytics. There's only analytics. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with the match over now, uh, Brett goes back after Austin. And so this is actually where Ryan's internet, or his peacock, I guess, was uh, cutting out and, and not working, even though our Skype was just fine. It was weird. But anyway... Uh, Ken Shamrock intervenes. He pulls, he basically like belly to back suplex Brett off. Brett backs off. So now Brett's officially a bad guy because he was a dick attacking Austin after the match. Referees come in to try and help Austin uh, and like bring him to the back. Austin's pissed. He's like, fuck you. I don't need your help. Uh, Gives him a stone cold stunner, leaves under his own power. Crowd's all chanting, Austin, Austin. Austin. Right. So now we've got yeah. finally, finally the kind of completion of this turn. Whereas Brett had been the big hero, now Austin is this this kind of defiant anti-hero, and and Brett is the the villain that, that's taking cheap shots and being a dick uh, now. So that's that's sort of the culmination of the story of the match. Uh, any other thoughts uh, about what transpired here today, Ryan? Before we go into uh, the newest segment here on the program, Murphy's Law. You know, that's, I, I don't I have much to say, Eric. I'm disappointed. I think I would have made the wrong decision the whole way through, but I, I was committed to my decision. If that, like, brings, you know, I commit. I hope that you learned a valuable lesson about not picking with your with your heart and picking with no, your brain. I didn't, Eric. I did not. I did not learn a lesson. I will pick, as I had picked the last six wins in a row and lost one match you specifically picked to be fucking very difficult. Some of these matches are going to be difficult to pick, Ryan. No one, no one would have picked. No, I don't think anyone would have picked Bret Hart in that match. I don't think anyone would have. You might have rooted for Bret Hart, but no one would have picked him. Going into it knowing that what you fucked me, you fucked me, Eric. <laughs> What would you say, just for my own knowledge? What would you say was the main reason? Why you thought, why you were so convinced that Steve Austin was going to win that match? Just out of curiosity. You want to know for me, like, okay, so not knowing kind of what goes on after this, Steve Austin is Steve Austin. Steve Austin is the biggest name in wrestling I know. So a 1997 match against Bret Hart, who was, who was like, 
throwing out some of the biggest cheap shots to this guy. You, you know, like, in Chicago, everyone's watching, like, oh, man, why are you fucking with his knee? Like, and then, <laughs> and then, he, and then he's bleeding all over. Then he's bleeding, yeah. right? Like, the guy says, he's a tough guy, right? But you overcome bleeding. You overcome bleeding. You overcome, you know, you know, it's, it's nine. I, I won't get into it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, blood, no big deal for this guy. He's too tough, right? Like, yeah. We overcome anything. And then he gets beat on some weird, like, I, I thought he was fully coming out of that move. Uh, but I thought this is what carried him into, I get what you're saying, it's a twist. This is where he becomes a good guy, you know, but I thought this is where, now he's lost a couple of times, right? Like, recently. Uh, no, he beat, last time we saw him, he beat Jake Roberts really convincingly. recently, too, right? No. Did he not lose? We've seen him so three you times. Fuck, you fucked me again, Eric, because I thought... You had said no. So I said that Brett beat Austin the last time they wrestled. Is that is that what you're asking me? Maybe that. Maybe that's uh, the last Steve Austin match that we saw was against Jake the Snake Roberts, where he beat the fuck out of Jake Roberts in like five minutes. It was the one of the weirdest matches we've ever seen. Jake Roberts got virtually no offense in. It was literally the whole time Steve Austin mm-hmm. beating the fuck out of him. Uh, that was the last Steve Austin match we've seen. But Brett did beat Austin. Back in November, before the smash happened. There we go. So, thinking that would not happen once again, I I fully I fully expected him to. Win. I really I was fully confident. That's what I thought. Like he was gonna this is gonna lead him to being like a new like wrestler of the era like type of thing. And and it, and it did. Uh, and it did. It just wasn't the way that you would necessarily think that that was going to happen. Exactly, and that's the and that's the exactly. match. That's the beauty. That's the beauty yeah. of wrestling is that you can't always predict what's going to happen. But you knew this was going to happen. You knew I was on a six no run, and you picked this match. You did. Yeah, I, I had no just, idea. Just just tell the audience you tried to pick the hardest match <laughs> for me to like come up with the. Uh, you're probably like, when you when you were like, oh, I'm calling early. You were probably like, fuck yeah, like he's gonna call the wrong guy. Like, I know this. this I sick. thought you were leading Brett for a little while. To be honest, I was a little Brett. I was a little Brett. I didn't make up my mind. I wasn't fully. I was definitely leaning Steve Austin, but like, I had not fully made up my mind. And then as soon as those cheap shots came with the knee, I was like, and and I knew that wasn't the. Sometimes there's cheap shots. You know, they don't always come out, but that's fine. The blood, especially, I was like, okay, game over. Even with Steve Austin's little like nut shot, like <laughs> I still thought I had it in the bag, but I, I did not. So, well, I mean, you know, you hey, can de- I I can accept that L. I can accept that L. It's not that I can't accept that L. It's that I know you specifically picked this match as an L for me. That's what I can't accept. We needed to watch this match eventually. It's a very important Stone Cold Steve Austin match. I'm sorry it, it uh, interrupted your little streak that you had going, but you know you'll get over now it. Now you're pal. just talking shit about my streak. Like it's nothing. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. I mean, if it was seven wins, then, then we'd be talking about what a what a milestone this was. But you know, six. Eh, that's a dime a dozen. That happens all the time. Let's let's get to to the newest segment here on the program. In a world without rules. In a sport where only the strong survive, there's one man who has the guts to lay down. Murphy's Law. So what's what's the takeaway? What's the main takeaway from this match? Uh, get more. I say like stop sitting on the rails. Throw more people into the crowd. Real crowd, not stairs. Like get them into the crowd. Get them into the people who want them there. Throw them in. You know, it's like sitting in the emergency exit of a plane. Like you might get fucked. Maybe, but are you... Hey, if you don't want to sit here, 
just let the flight attendants know. Can I just, and this is fine. This is all, you know, this can be Murphy's Law. I'm not going to, you know, pick apart your Murphy's Law. Are you going to fuck me here too, like Eric? Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure every Murphy's Law to this point has been Tiger Dad type of stuff where you're like, Tiger oh, they should have, they should have done this better. Oh, they could have improved this. Like sometimes you got a compliment sandwich. As a former person that was in charge of human beings that, that you supervised, I would hope that you would be familiar with the idea that sometimes you got to pepper in positive things that people do well. This is something you have to change. <laughs> no, this is this is specifically a time that like this is something you would do different. So if Ryan Murphy Jr. was out there playing playing T ball, I feel like you're changing the all, fucking rules, Eric. Like, all the, the all the advice, the all the Murphy's law you'd be given to little Ryan Murphy Jr. is like, oh, you got to square up to that fucking T next not time. Advice. You got to turn your hips, little Ryan Murphy Jr. Like you're not you're not saying, hey, you did a good job fielding. You're not Eric, saying, hey, I really it, liked. There, I could say a lot of stuff I liked about. It. Hey, I like how the ref was fucking all over that shit, like. All over the match. So why like, is it that Murphy's Law? So why is it Murphy's Law? Great refereeing. The, go back and like look at when you created Murphy's Law and look at what the parameters of Murphy's Law was. Yeah, it's laws about wrestling. Great refereeing makes a great match. That could be a Murphy's Law for this. No, it was like something you want to change about the match. Rip, no, like, no, 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 yeah, no. That's I, exactly what it was. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here trying to criticize this. I could find 10 things I like about any given match and spit them out. Like, it was something that you... No. You're a liar, just like you always are. It is the main... It's the main takeaway from the match, good or bad. Because, again, we were going to be using this for our custom match. So maybe there's something that you like that it's like, hey, that's a good thing that they did. We should If there was something that I liked in the match, I would bring it up because it's easier for me to do than something that I hate and have to change. I liked a lot of things about this match. I loved certain things about this match. Especially the ref. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> let's let's rank it. <laughs> let's rank it. Man, I'm gonna be pissed at you if you fuck if you fuck this match. <laughs> I'm not happy, Eric, right now. Like That's your own guy. fault. It's not like I pointed a fucking gun at you and said you have to pick Steve Austin. Well, you, you pointed a gun at me and said, hey, fuck you with your Murphy's Law. Like, I cha- I've changed the rules. I know. Ne- yeah, you did. You did, Eric. You did. You did do that. Please leave us a, a review on iTunes stating how fucking just a much of a victim complex Ryan has every single goddamn episode. It's not a victim. Along, along with his social security number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Move on with our fucking lives. <laughs> I have to say, I do prefer salty Ryan to fucking gloating ass dickhole uh, Ryan from, la- from the end of last episode. <laughs> It is my preference. This match sucked. Oh, come on. Don't do your boy dirty like that. I don't think this match was fun for either of us. What are you doing right now, Ryan? Oh, Eric, don't be salty. Don't be salty, Eric. I don't prefer salty Eric. Like, go. (laughs) Don't you. This is the most important part of the episode. This is the only part that that I I expect you to be a fucking impartial. I think you're lying about that, too. Like, I think you're full of shit. Like, I think... You brought on like the win loss, like like you probably brought it on like episode four when you're like, oh, you have a two like 
you have a two-loss losing match. Let's count this stuff. Like, that's probably what you did. If only there was a way of you verifying all this information. I did. This is tough. Like, I, I think I've lost focus, to be honest, to be fair to our viewers. But, like... I agree. That's not my fault. Like, this, someone, <laughs> someone came on here, wanted to start shit today. You know, like, and now this is where we're at. Now I I've been in a great mood all day. I've been off work for a week and a half. I feel fucking good. You were like, let me just fucking start some shit with someone who's been at work for eight hours. <laughs> and, you know, like, I was fuck with them by making this match really hard to pick. And, you know, here we go. Like, this is where we're at. Like, now... <laughs> You want a great review from me, like, oh, we'll put it in the perfect spot. This is an important match. Like, fuck you, Eric. Like, <laughs> This isn't going to help things. I was out running errands with Heather earlier, and I told her, I'm pretty sure Ryan's going to lose this match. I, I, I have no fucking doubt that's what you said. Like, you know, <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Like, But now you're going to be nice and humble when I see you in person. Uh, you know, I don't have to worry about your ego going fucking out of control, like getting all Hollywood on me. I think this match falls for me in the okay category. Are you kidding me? Oh, come God. on, Eric. Don't, don't fucking like, don't fucking blow this up and be dramatic. This falls in the okay category. Will you open the good category? Like, that's the top bit. It's at least good. The very minimum, it's good. At minimum, it's good. But I mean, it's, it's your pick. I'm trying to, okay. Let Baby have his fucking bottle, but like, there's no I'm way not. this is an okay match. It, so there was things. It's a in great match! That, no, hold on, no, no. You know what? I'm not putting it in the good section. I am not. I am not going to. And there's reasons why. I think I can justify those reasons, Eric. Uh, one of them would be one of the first pins that we saw. Not the first pins. One of the first, like, off the ropes, throw the guy into a big move. He wrapped his arm around him like he was like, okay, yeah, now you can carry me in there. That's some bullshit, Eric. Like, I don't respect that about that match. That happened, like, towards the end of the fucking match, and, like, to hold that as one thing against an otherwise fucking phenomenal match is, uh... It was phenomenal. Even, like I said, like, the the crowd interaction wasn't that great. They ran up the stairs, like, and did some shit. This is, that was generally, I'm pretty sure that Steve Austin himself says that that's his favorite match he's ever had. No, he doesn't. No. I'm almost certain he does. Well, Steve Austin is not only my favorite wrestler. <laughs> Are you really committing to okay? I'm going to put it at, the reason that, I'm going to put it at 20, the new 21. Because I don't want it to be the top of OK. I want it to be one down from the top of OK. Just to... That's where I think it belongs. And fuck you, Eric. <laughs> what a piece of shit you are this episode. God. All right. New 21. Which is wrong, by the way. That's not uh, oh, okay, accurate. Try, yeah. to, like, that match was OK. Like, Steve Austin himself would, like... He would flip you the bird... And then he'd punch you, and he'd kick you in the dick. That's what he'd do. And then lose? Then he would fucking lose? He didn't quit. He didn't quit. Despite with that... He had had to tap out, because it was a tap out match. That is a submission. He literally quit. Uh, As a follow-up from uh, our Wrestling with the Data segment earlier, Ryan did not set his longest win streak earlier, in case that wasn't clear to anybody. (laughs) So let's... (laughs) This is why, like... (laughs) I feel like this is good. Yeah, okay. You know what? It's fine. He's not on a one one match losing streak. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Ryan's longest losing streak um, is um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's five losses. Let's see if he can hit that, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be a rough stretch of wrestling, and I'm okay. I'm prepared to hop in here for this. I am ready for it, Eric. All I right? can't wait till Paranoid Ryan, like, oh, but you probably thought I was going to pick that guy, so I'm not going to pick him after all. It's going to be a lot to, like, really analyze prior to the match, and I have yeah. to get in my own head. I'm going to learn about myself these next uh, few episodes. Now I... <laughs> <laughs> Break down into the <laughs> Oh gosh. It's time. I need to do the thing. Eric's wisdom tree. You know, Ryan, we've been at odds for the last few minutes, unfortunately. Not not to I don't like that that's happened, but it's it's the reality <laughs> of our situation. Um Let's see. Do I want to do something to poke you? <clears throat> or do I just want to do something that I think is funny? Just be honest. Come from your heart. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. You know what? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> here's a... I got to sit up for this. I can't be reclined for this. This is important. You know, Ryan, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's important with all the trials and tribulations that have taken place here today that there's a, an important piece of wisdom... As we all, as we saw Ryan struggle with setting a new record of, of wins here today, um, he was unsuccessful in, in winning seven matches in a row, which is quite a shame. I felt very bad for him. But, <clears throat> you know, you can, as you listen to Ryan make up all sorts of reasons why, you know, everything's not his fault and, and Eric's out to get him, I think it's important that we all keep, keep in mind, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And I think that's something we can all we can all learn a lesson from. You know, if you really if your if your desire is to achieve a goal and you set that goal and you work hard, you you're going to you're going to make your way to that goal. I I believe in you. However, however, maybe yeah, you don't believe quite hard enough. Maybe you're not putting in the work to get and reach that goal the way you should, well, you're probably not going to find a way. You're probably just going to find an excuse. So don't be like Ryan. Uh, find a way. Don't blame. Don't play the blame game. Don't go chasing ambulances. Uh, just find a way to achieve your dreams, achieve your goals. Uh, Eric from the Hard Mark Podcast believes in you. You sound like a shitty fucking high school assembly, like motivational, like coach. That's that's what you sound like, Eric. <laughs> that's what, that's who that's what you're being right now. You're being a, you're you're being a dick. You got paid a lot to shit on like one guy in the audience <laughs> while trying to make it like oh like don't be don't be like that guy. Be better. Like, but that's you, Eric. You're being a dick. You decided that's that's how you want to live tonight. You don't want to say, "Hey, I think I think what how you made your pick was fair. I think where you ranked it was fair." You want to be a dick. You want to point out the flaws of one person in the audience, and again, try to make yourself look like the good guy, like propped up, uh, standing on top of, of of how I handled my match tonight. That's that's who you are, Eric. You're a, you're just. Did I did I not make that did I make that clear enough? 
So yeah, you can either listen to my advice uh, from a pond and printer owning individual, or you can take no. the advice of a man with two bottles of Dasani and a no. deodorant on his end table. Choice is yours. I'll let you just you know marinate on on both of those hard market Eric. maniacs. Eric, <laughs> just looking at your background right now, like to figure out. <laughs> You can either get those 70 grand weddings or you can just be <laughs> hanging around naked in a hotel room in Silverwood. The choice is yours, okay? You need to listen to my advice or, or Ryan's. You're at that branching path. Just make sure you choose the right way. Oh, what a what a whirlwind. We'll be back <laughs> for next episode, March uh March 10th. So be on the look. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Everybody, uh, I don't actually know what next episode is going to be yet. No, of course not. I really just need to make sure I broke that win streak, and now that I've done that, I can I can focus on you know uh, other stuff. So we'll we'll see what that'll be. But um, I, I don't know. I guess that one may be the in person one. I guess we shall see. Uh, Ryan, anything else you? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask you this question, but is there anything else that you want to impart to our listeners? No. Ryan's over this. I guarantee. Oh. I pro- I promise. I promise next episode will not be this combative. This is among the the most vicious I've seen Ryan here on the program. I promise you will get a kinder, gentler Ryan uh, on the next on the next program. He'll 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 sleep it off. It'll sure, be okay. Sure, yeah. yeah, we'll just we'll just take a pause on the Stone Cold Steve Austin matches. I think Stone Cold gets him a little riled up, uh, so we'll we'll do something else next time. But. Uh, if if you're not hard, everybody, get hard. Once you get hard, try try your best to stay hard. Find a way. Don't find an excuse, but find a way to stay hard. That's all, folks. Just like EA would say, he was in the game. 